0: Sangram here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get right to it. Most marketers are trying to figure out how do they become a CMO. So myself, as I've been a CMO a couple of times, I just thought, let me just get to it and share with you things that I've learned. And in the process, if you figure out this is not right for you, my job is done. If you figure out it's right for you, and here are the things you need to do, my job is done. So I hope you get your pen and paper ready and you write down a few things, but I'm going to ask you to not only understand what it takes to become a CMO, but more importantly, I'm going to ask you to write down some of the things. are specifically five things that I want you to write down. So get your pen and paper ready because answers to those questions and those things that you write down, it's going to help you and it's going to be a guide for the rest of your career as you start to become on the path to be a uh, CMO. all right so let's go let's get started how to become a cmo and here's the whole idea now one thing that i want you to know before we dive into this is this less than one percent less than one percent of the marketers will have a shot at becoming a cmo I just want you to know that the stakes are really, really high. And why do I say that? Well, here's the thing. If you're in sales, there's a clear process to become a CMO. You are in in their case, a CRO or VP of sales. You hit your quota, then you become a, a lead and then you become a manager. Maybe you become an AE and there's the path. If you're in customer success, same thing. That's how you become the chief customer officer. You just keep doing that. If you're an engineer in IT, that's how you go. But in marketing, if you're a graphic designer you get more design work to do if you're a content marketer you know it you have more blogs and ebooks to write if you are god forbid demand generation manager or something like that your ceiling might almost be a director or vp of demand and you might be curious like what do i need to do why can I not break the ceiling? And I have done it and I feel that that's something that I struggle with in my early days. So I want you to know the stakes are very high. It's not a standard path. So you have to be intentional. Write that down, the word, intentional around it. And if you don't do something about it, chances are you're not gonna get to it. So with that, let me share the secret formula so again as you know you're smart the secret formula doesn't really mean that you do abc and you get there it's more of self-realization of certain components of what it takes to become a cma and i believe there are four number one you got to know your superpower we'll dive into it that's where we're going to spend the majority of the time given the time constraints we have we have to double up on know your business know your stakeholders and the foundation of all of that is how do you build a personal brand? Now, let me clarify. As I have presented this to hundreds of marketers, I have learned that a lot of people think that their personal brand is to be on LinkedIn. There's a personal brand to be on Instagram. That's not what I'm talking about. So you can read. A personal brand, meaning you need to be visible in your organization. You need to find a way to be visible in your organization because let me tell you a secret. If you're invisible, you're not gonna get hired to be the top dog. It's just not possible. That's the secret. You have to make yourself visible. So that's what it means to build a personal brand so people know you do exist and you are doing the things and you are moving that direction. All right, so let's dive right into the first one. As the fed you're gonna write it down. There's a lot of stuff going to happen in the next 25 minutes. Right now, about 20 minutes. And know your superpower is probably where we're gonna spend the most time. So pay attention to this part. This is super, super important, regardless of you trying to become a CMO or not. So the word intentional is very important. Being intentional is way more important than being brilliant. This is for all the A plus people listening to this. The B and C people like me, people who get B and C grades, they get it. The A players, that are really smart, really good. They think they have to have the best idea. Let me break it to you. You being brilliant is not actually helping you. You being brilliant at what you do is only gonna get you the top job in that particular part of your department. The top designer, the top content marketer, the top writer. It's not gonna get you to the CMO spot. So intentionality is super, super important. Let's see what it means by, by that. Everything that you're gonna hear and see is gonna be this, this framework that I'm about to share. And I believe most folks are in one of these three buckets. Let's go to the first bucket of Dreamer. The other two buckets are Doer and Diver. So we'll get into it in a second. But These are the three buckets. I want you to put yourself in a bucket. And I know a lot of you don't want to do that, but do this. Do yourself a favor. Because here's the thing. Again, once you know who you are, you become visible. You become visible to yourself. You can use that as a phrase to share that, hey, look, I'm really good at this. And here's what I, what I need help. If I'm hiring someone and when I ask the question, hey, Sally or Joe, what are you good at? And then, you know, what what are your things? they We always get a sloppy answer around that. And even I myself always had been a sloppy. Now here's how I answer. I say to them, I'm a dreamer. I love big ideas. I want to come up with new things that are going to change the business. But I also recognize that one of my challenges is this. I just have a hard time focusing on the best idea. So I need help to guide me into prioritizing the top idea. And then I can drive it forward because I'm really good at that too. But that's how I'm able to share what I'm good at and where I need help. You know what? Those are the people you want to hire. Not people who are good at everything because the people who are good at everything are average. You don't want to be average. You want to be great at something and know what you're not good at. So dreamers, who are imagining the world. We need you. If you're a dreamer, high five, because I'm a dreamer. I know the pain that you have is your inability to focus. And if you don't do that, you won't be able to deliver on the results. And if you don't deliver on the results, here's what's going to happen. You're going to lose credibility. That's the risk. Now, if you're a doer, This is really key. If you're a doer, meaning the people who actually get stuff done, I love my doers. In the organization, almost 60, 70% of the people are doers. If you are a doer, you should wear that badge of honor with pride. You know why? Because doers make business happens. Without doers, dreamers will be just sitting at a coffee shop thinking about ideas, but nobody's gonna get it done. So you are probably the most trusted person in the organization. You are probably, if you're a doer, you're probably the one people are coming to you and saying, hey, I need this help. And and they're counting on you to be who you are. But here's the thing, here's the thing. Your challenge, your challenge, just like Dreamers is focusing, is having a clear picture of success. Your challenge is probably you not being able to say no, or this is not, priority You, you just can't say that you know why because you don't have a picture of success that may be an area you're struggling with today because doers are so good at doing that they are almost getting their head in the sand and they can't say no and there's more stuff piling on top of you all the time and what you need is a clear picture of success in order to say you know what that's where we were going and now you're asking me to do this i can do that but that does not help us get there So you you need to help prioritize your work. The more you do that, the better your ability to focus on the things that matter the most that drive the business forward. And then the third term, dreamers, doers, and drivers. I love my drivers too, because drivers are the people who move the world further, faster. Dreamers, they imagine the new world. Doers, get things done, get the world moving. Drivers, you move the world further, faster. And because of you, If the site needs to be launched in two days, you're the one called upon. If an event needs to happen, you're the one people are asking for. If a product needs to be launched, you're the one who people look up to because you can drive the heck out of that. But here's the thing, here's the thing. Drivers, your biggest challenge and the people who are so good at it, and most people are in in a senior positions are, are typically drivers, is kindness now kindness doesn't mean oh you're really a bad person or you're not not good to other people It's just that you're so focused on results that you never almost never give yourself a break to go to a spa to take a day off to to slow down a little bit and thereby you know what happens you get burned out and as a matter of fact your team starts burning out and you might be one thinking like, why are these people not excited? Why are they not driving? Why do I have to ask for updates? Why do I have to push people? Well, because that's what you do. So you accustom everybody to that. So as you think about dreamer, doer and driver, I want you to think about this. Identify what your strong suit is, the thing that gets you going. If you're an idea person, own it. If you're a doer, own it. If you're, if you're someone who gets stuff done faster than anybody else and moves things forward, own it. But recognize in order to become a CMO or any leadership position, this is why this area is important, no matter what you're looking for, you have to recognize what you're not good at. You have to understand the risk that you have because you're good at something so well. And as soon as you realize that, oh my God, you're gonna love your job. You're gonna love, people are gonna love you because you can tell them, this is who I am. It's a, it's a, it's a process of just recognizing the gift that you, have to recognize that. So with that, let's, let's give you the thoughts. This is the part I want you to write down. Write down what your superpower is. If your superpower is dreamer, your blind spot is focus. If your superpower is, 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 is being a driver, your blind spot is kindness. If your superpower is doer, your blind spot, your blind spot is prioritization. Right, because you, 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 you your picture of success is is where you challenge with. And then this is super, super important. Identify what type of CMO you really are and the size of the organization you could transform. So so someone like me who is an ideas person, I can thrive in small, mid-sized organization, but maybe in a very large organization, I'll suffocate. Because that, that's not they, they they're looking for scaling as opposed to completely new way of doing things right? So, so you have to recognize where you want to be at. So here is what I want you to write down. Write this down. I am a dreamer, best suited for a CMO position at small or startup or high growth company. This alone is worth the time you spend on this one. The rest is bonus because if you can identify this, then you can narrow down the companies that have people you want to work with. Super important, super critical. All right. Know your business. This is two parts. We're going to go fast on this one because these two, I think you'll start getting into it. But the first part was where I wanted to spend majority of our time because once you realize that the rest is going to be a lot more clear and a lot more easier and things that you can work on on a regular basis. All right. Know your business. Know your business. This is the part a graphic designer it's hard for you to know the business metrics, the the CAC, the LTV, and all those things. You know, if you're a demand gen, you may know all the metrics like inbound and outbound numbers, but you may not still understand what is gross retention, rate And why net retention matters more than anything else as a metric. You gotta know the business. So here's, here's something in the same exact framework. I'm gonna double time on this one. The people who rise to the top are the people who are good at at least one of these things. You have to be really, really, really good at this. And then the other two areas, they know enough or they can do enough to get by. Let me share what I mean by that. So I feel like I'm a good storyteller. That is one area I love, I enjoy. Even if I'm not good, I'll still do it until I die. Because stories drive me, engage me, excite me. You know, it's talking about story, I remember in the early days at Terminus, I used to bring people together and say, hey, listen to the, to the new ideas I have. And the first day I did that, the second day, the third day, on the fifth day, you know what? Nobody showed up to that. Why? Because I wasn't focused on executing it. But, but I love storytelling. So I started to do that with just myself, even though there wasn't anybody in the room, because I needed to get that out. And I used to go to like small events and started to speak. And that's why I speak so much. So storytelling is something I just enjoy. I'll do it without money. So I love it. But then metrics is hard for me. So what I did was here, I identified the 10 business metrics. I worked and figured out what are the five to 10 business metrics and learned everything about those 10 metrics. And so I understand now the metrics that drive the business forward, not every metric, but those. And that's how I get by that. I love and enjoy team building, but let me be honest. I'm so excited about storytelling and I sometimes lose on the team building aspect of it. So I work with our team, we actually hired a CML so that we can actually have somebody who's focused on the team. So you see the point and that is focus and identify what you're really good at and then surround yourself, know enough, do enough, hire enough that you will be good at the other two. But you have to know that. So here's something to ponder. What are you good at? Are you good at storytelling? What are the top 10 metrics for your business? Write down, what are the top 10? Go and have that conversation, know that. And then identify the gaps and either hire for them if you're in director VP level, if you can, or surround yourself with those people because then you get to learn what they're talking about, the language they use. Here's the reality. Most people really don't know all of it, really don't. But they know enough to be dangerous, and that's your job. Know enough about the other areas where you can ask intelligent questions. So here's what I want you to write down. Write down, take a pen and paper, write it down. I am going to focus on, let's say you're a storyteller like me, and you would write, I'm going to focus on business metrics, okay? By doing whatever like research every week, talking and spending time with my VP of finance every week or focusing with my demand gen group every week, whatever that is, you figure that out and and make sure that you do intentionally area that you want to focus on. And here's the thing, going back to being intentional, this is the area where you need to be more intentional than anything else because if you miss this, you're not going to be able to answer the questions in a day when you're in a board meeting. So imagine yourself in a board meeting right now and being able to not be able to talk about your team, talk about the business metrics, talk about what, who are we selling and why are we selling and why this is the greatest thing on earth. If you're not able to do that, it's gonna be really hard to be in a job that requires this person to be the most passionate about whatever you're getting out of the marketplace. All right, let's talk about the third one. Know your stakeholders. now. This is the area where I sucked. I sucked royally. I wasn't the best at building relationship with specifically one. So if you know who you can build relationship with and getting it's uncomfortable, we're gonna get into a second, it's gonna change the way you think about business overall and change the way you think about the position of ACML. So I think one of the hardest thing to do for you and me is to build trust. Right now I'm in a video. I don't know if I'm, if you're nodding, if you're smiling, if you're crying, or if you're shutting down and moving on. I don't know. So trust building is really hard right now. If I don't know who is listening to this, but if you engage with me, if you message me back on LinkedIn after this thing, saying this helped me or this I understand, tell me more about this. Now we have a relationship. Now we're building trust one moment at a time. So do that for me. If you like, if something jumps up to you, just DM me. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I love it. Let me share the three. Three roles that you have to be best friends with. Now, I mean it. I mean it with passion. Why? Because without the relation with these three, you're going to have the toughest time, toughest time to do your job. So CEO of course, because they are the one who are literally the one telling all this story to, to the investors and other people every day. You need to make sure that you have, they have your back. You need to make sure they get marketing all right second is the cro most marketers understand they have to build relationship with the cfo but if you are a graphic designer or a content writer you're probably not spending enough time with your sales peers start doing that maybe every single week make sure you listen to at least one or two sales calls so you understand how sales sell gosh that itself will make you a better marketer just take that to the bank it's going to make you a great marketer and then third and this is the least favorite of all, spending time with your CFO. And let me tell you why it's important. Every time you're gonna do a budget, and if you have never done a budget, that may be the reason why you are hitting the wall. You have to build a relationship with your CFO to understand that. But the CFO is truly the one, not the CEO. In many cases, never the CEO, it's the CFO, who the CEO will ask and say, hey, Ed or Jill, Do you trust what marketing is saying? Do you think we should put more money in marketing to drive? And if the CFO says, I haven't really seen anything that would actually drive business forward with that. I mean, it sounds good, but I'm not sure you're not getting the budget. You just are not. That's where the budget and marketing is cut as soon as a pandemic hit or anything. Well, why? Because marketing's inability to have that relation with the CFO has hampered them from driving the business further forward. Very, very important. So to be a great CMO, if you are a CMO listening to it, even more important, you know this already. But if you want to become a CMO, make sure you have these two relationships. So a question to ponder, a thought to ponder is that who among these three makes you the most uncomfortable? Because to me, it was the CFO. And it was hard. But I made sure that I'm comfortable now with them. And I want you to write this down now. This is, this is the, the third one. And then there's one more that I want you to write down. But I'm going to build a strong relationship with, and in some cases, you may be in a position to build a relationship with them inside the company. But in many cases, you may not be. So you may have to go outside your organization, join some communities or associations, and be part of them to be able to ask tough questions that you would not normally ask or not relate to taking courses on LinkedIn, take some, find some ways to learn about these things. And there are enough, more than enough resources to join join a community uh, as a matter of fact, you do this because as you do this, you realize that this, these roles are gonna make or break your career and do that consistently every month. All right, last one. And this is super cool. I love this because I feel like that is how I got my gigs at Pardat being at Salesforce and then at Terminus getting it started. I really think it's super important and very few people understand what it really means. Um, most people think it's posting online on social media, but it's really not. It, it is really becoming visible in the eyes of the people that are gonna hire you. Let me repeat that. It's really about become, becoming visible in the eyes of the people that are important to you. So for example, if you're trying to be an ACM of a high growth company, guess what? You should be in front of the VC that are actually hiring early stage marketers in their companies. Makes sense, right? And that would require a different type of posting and connections and relationship building. So you can get that. That's how you build your personal brand there, not by posting every day on Instagram. No, by connecting with them and having things. Now, if you love doing that, great. But that's not what I'm talking about when I say personal brand. Give me a high five on this one if you if you get what I'm saying after this one. So here's here's something. I think about when I say, how do you do this? People ask me this all the time. How do you do this? Well, for quite simple, for me, talk about it, teach about it, share about it. Start with any one of them. If you're good at what you do, let's say you're good at demand gen, start talking about that, share your results on all these different platforms and you will, people start recognizing, huh, Jill always talked about how to build great events or great pipeline. She's the person I want to talk to next time I have this question, either internally or externally. Start teaching, they're like general assembly. They're like, you know, a bunch of different events and community. Ask them if you could teach a class or a session, like reach out to me, I will give you an opportunity to share in the private marketing group that I have to teach your craft. Find out there are more than enough people who wanna learn and you're good at it, so own it. And then share, share internally what's going on. You know, most marketers don't become CMOs in the organization, they put their bloods, sweat and tears. It's because they're just not visible. They're just not good marketers of themselves. I always say this. Marketers are the worst marketers of themselves. Marketers are the worst marketers of themselves. We just don't do a good enough job of talking about ourselves. And I know, I, I get it. It's hard. It's For some of us, it's it's uncomfortable. But you have to just get over it and do it in a way that helps the, the person. Somebody said this to me some time ago. If, if you knew the 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 solution or, or the vaccine for cancer, would you stop talking about it? No, right? If you're good at something and if that can make somebody great at at the same craft, why would you not share that? And that made me realize that it's not narcissism. It's some of it is just basic way of communicating. We sell and talk about our product, don't we? Why shouldn't we consider ourselves as a product? Thing to ponder, right? So it happens one day at a time. So I want you to think about this idea. How are you going to build your brand one day at a time? And again, you can start internally, you can start in a safe community, or you can start doing externally, whatever is your comfort zone, start there. And the question I want you to to write down, or or the point that I want you to write down and do it, I want to hear from you later on to share with me, is that I will do this Whatever that is, weekly posting to my team or putting it in Slack or joining a community or, 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 or connecting with people on a, on a regular basis, whatever the comfort level is. Some people say, I wanna be a same in 12 months. Well, maybe you need to have an accelerated process for this. Some say, oh, in the next five years, I wanna be. Then you may have a more organized way of going about it. Okay? So here's, here's the formula. So let me put it in context. All of it, it might sound a lot of things, but it's quite simple when you really go for it. This might be something you can do starting today. And when people say, what do I start? Well, what is what's is the place I start today? Here's what I share. Quite simply, you might write this down and say, and say simply, hey, look, I'm a dreamer. I need to focus on metrics. CFO is the hardest relationship for me. So I'm going to start building that. And I'm going to publish my views on a weekly basis. That's it. That's your formula. That's what you start doing for the next month, two months, three months until you get comfortable to change some of the the, the words in here. So metrics, maybe it's storytelling instead of CFO, it might be CEO. And that's how you do, you focus on something, do it consistently, drive massive outcomes from it and keep moving. So let me finish with this because I know I'm about time on this one. And I know I moved faster on the last few things, but hopefully the idea is to get you to think this is possible. And if this is not what you want to do, even better, because you don't want to be trying to be somebody you're not. And if this is what you want, the areas where you need to focus on is the areas where less than one percent of the marketers would focus. So a few things. You can text CML to this text three three seven 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 and I can share some worksheets and and slides and a, and a community uh, that I put together for this. or you need to find a community. Go find a community where you can become one person better each week. That has a great compounding effect. So with that, thank you so much. Love you and all the best. Please share with me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn, ask questions. I do this all the time. I love it. My goal is for more marketers to realize if they're going to be a CMO or not and more emerging CMOs to become CMOs in their lifetime by knowing what to do and finding ways to get there. So I'm there for you. I'm rooting for you. And I want you to know that you can become a CMO